Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome every one of you to this live broadcast with uh, Chaplain Taiwo Balogun and uh, Prophetess Dr. Olubushola Olufemi. Wow, this is another wonderful night of encounter with our marital destiny. And I know that God is available. He's on the throne of mercy to, to answer and fix everything that needs to be fixed in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in the name of Jesus. Tonight is another night. And uh, with me is Dr. Prophetess Olubushola Olufemi. Uh, she is the, the president of... Um, of uh, intimate issues with Dr. Lubushola and also audacious women of purpose. She is also the founder of Femis, uh, Fem Fees Wellness. Uh, all these uh, all these organizations are based in Bethlehem in Georgia and the United States of America, and also with a branch in Nigeria. Join me in welcoming this wonderful woman of God. She's been a great, a, a source of blessing to many people, many broken homes, and the Lord is really using her to fix homes and a lot of marriages. Oh, join me to welcome Dr. Olubushola Olufemi. Welcome, ma. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm trying to share with my people. You're welcome. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. This is my second time of coming on your platform. Yeah. It's been a, a great, 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 great association. I like to surround myself with people that are doing great things for, for others. So thank you. And thank you for doing this. It's not easy. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, I know. It is not easy, but we have to do it. Sure. Somebody has to do the dirty jobs, you know. Yes. Somebody has to do it. Yes. So thank you. And may God continue to bless your ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight, uh, Dr. Lubushola Olufemi will be doing justice to the topic that we have uh, 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 we have to treat or to look at tonight. And that topic is discovering your marital exploit. Don't forget that this is a 21 days fasting and prayer program that we started 16 days ago to the glory of God. And this is how we've been doing it uh, for the past six years. We started this journey to 2013. And uh, the Lord has instructed us to be doing this twice in a year. So we do it in January and also in July of every year. And to the glory of God, there has been diverse testimonies. Yes, diverse testimonies. So, so I am sure that tonight God is going to meet you at the point of your need as the woman of God will be ministering to you and she will be, she will, be, she will also be leading us in some powerful prayer. So please get ready, uh, call your family members, invite your friends and let them be part of this program because I am sure that God is going to use her to transform, to bless someone's life and marry today in the name of Jesus. Woman of God, over to you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching. I was trying to share with my other groups. I don't like to do things like this because I know somebody's going to be blessed tonight. Wow. So I don't want to keep this to myself. So I've shared with my groups. Wow. And please, everyone, if you're watching me, I want you to 
go ahead and share on your pages go ahead and share in your groups if they allow you okay so don't say dr also you should share if you know they will allow you just go ahead and share this is a great 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 topic to deal with uh, i am so glad that i am here thank you again for having me um discovering your marital exploit that's a great 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 Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had a knock on my door, so I wanted to be sure. So sorry. Okay, how do you discover your marital exploit? That's the first question that I'm going to ask you. So you begin to think and, and, and think about that while we continue to talk. How do you discover your marital exploit? The first thing that I always say in any situation, whatever decision you want to make is you have to know your identity. You have to know who you have. Marriage involves two people, right? So if you don't know who you are, most of us, uh, the mistake we, we make in going into a marriage is you just want to get married. You just feel like you're old enough to get married. Or people are pressurizing you to get married. Or you just look around you and you realize, oh, all my friends are married. You don't even know yourself. You know, as a counselor, as a coach, when I talk to people, I start from, do you know who you are? Do you know your purpose? Because if you know who you are and you know your purpose, you know, that's the, the problem is absolved. Because when you know your identity, everything that you are going to be doing is going to be based on you knowing who you truly are. Choosing a career, choosing a husband, how many kids you want to have, where you want to live, whatever. Everything depends on knowing your identity and knowing your purpose in life. So do you know who you are? That's the first question. When I get uh, couples for premarital counseling, that's the first question. Do you even know who you are? Because if you don't know who you are, how do you deal with this stranger that is coming into your life? Do you know your purpose in life? If you don't know your purpose in life, then anyone can just come along and tag you along. But if you know your purpose, then the choice of a partner is going to be based on your purpose in life. It's going to be based on what you are going to do. That is the only way you can get fulfillment. If you don't know your purpose, you can marry anyone. And then we think, oh, I'm not fulfilled. How can you be fulfilled? And then when you know the purpose, another thing is to stay focused. You don't want to get distracted. You don't want to get distracted. You don't want, uh, somebody was asking me yesterday, uh, what if a pastor tells you? Uh, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was a question uh, in my class, singles class. I have a singles class going on now. Uh, this is our fourth week. We're going to finish this week. And she asks, what if a pastor tells you, oh, God told me you're my wife. Or God told me, brother so-so-so or sister so-so-so is your wife. And I said, you have to answer from knowing who you are and from knowing your purpose. Mm -hmm. The pastor is a human being. Because he's a pastor doesn't mean he hears from God. 
we man, we are, we are human beings. People manipulate people all the time. I've seen a lot of marriages that were that were manipulated because somebody said, "Oh, that is your wife." And you know how, especially Africans, Christians, Africans, we we see not me because I have to disassociate myself from a lot of things going on in the church right now. It's not because so I'm not. You know, people can manipulate. Ministers of God, pastors, they are manipulating. Oh, brother Taiwo, God told me, Sister Busola is your husband. Really? If you know your life purpose, if you know who you are, you should know when somebody else is telling you that's the kind of, I mean, this is the, uh, the, the husband you're supposed to marry. This is the wife you're supposed to, to marry. You pray about it. Because he said it, because it's your pastor doesn't mean you have to do it. Because he said it, because she said it, because it's your pastor or she's your pastor doesn't mean, okay, you have to jump. That's desperation. That's not knowing who you really are. And then we begin to think about, oh, marriages are failing, especially in the Christendom. Yes, because we're not doing things the right way. That's a process for everything. God that created this world, he did it in six days. He separated the, the heart from the heavens. He separated water from land. He made plants. He made animals. Then he made man. He created everything before he, 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 he made man. He made Adam. Okay, you go there and begin to have dominion, to control everything that I created. Then he saw that it is not good for this man to be alone. I am God. I come here to have fellowship with him. That was the reason God created Adam, to have fellowship, to have a relationship. And God thought, I'm God. He's human. I created him. Let me create another one like him to be his partner, to be in, 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 in relationship with him. Then he created Eve from his rib. God is a God of process. Mm. So he did not say, okay, you animal, I created you and I created Adam. Go and be his partner. Go and be his companion. He created somebody like him. So why are you thinking about marriage? It has to be somebody like you. You have to marry somebody like you. You have to be in, uh, uh, in relationship. It has to be a mutual thing. My mommy said I have to marry her. All these, um, I do, I do matchmaking too. And I tell people all the time, while you're doing matchmaking, for me, it's not about making money. I mean, it's my business. I still have to get paid. But thinking about matchmaking, you want Taye and Kike to be able to complement each other. You want Taye and Kike to be able to be each other's companion. You have to know the profiles of Taye, you know the profile of, of Kike, and then you think and you look at it, do they complement each other? Can these two people live together forever, eternity? Marriage is supposed to be for eternity, if we do it right. I've been married before, got divorced, and then I'm remarried now. You know, I all the, what I did then, I will not repeat it now. Because I know my life purpose now. I know who I am. I know my purpose. I am fulfilled in my marriage. Marriage is supposed to be a covenant. You know, it's a covenant between two people. That's how God created it. That's how it should be. 
It should be a covenant. Most marriages these days looks more like a contract. Mm. And you know, when you sign a contract with somebody, you may decide to say, no, you know what? This is going to end. I made a mistake while I was signing that contract. You may be liable depending on how you sign that contract. You may be liable if you're pulling out. But if you're lucky that there was no clause there that when you pull out, this is how much you're going to pay. Or when you pull out, this is how you're going to you pay back or this is what you're going to be liable for. If that is not there, then you can opt out of a contract. And that is what has become marriages now. It's like contract, marriage of convenience. Let me just do it. I need papers. I need, I live over, I live in the U.S. Um, this weekend was a lot of commotion with immigration and stuff like that. And on Sunday, I was going to church and I just thought, let me say something about this because somebody sent me a message um, about how she thought she was used for papers. My thing is this, if you're going to get married, you know, people travel overseas, uh, that you want a way to get uh, settled where you're going, do it the right way. If you are going to get married, take your time. Okay, take your time, look for the right person that you know you want to spend the rest of your life with. Look for the right person that you know, you know what, I love this person at the same time, I still need papers. Don't just marry because I need papers. Don't just marry because I need to pay my bills. Don't just marry because, oh, I need to get, I mean, I hear a lot of things all the time. I just want to have a baby. I just want to get a baby for somebody. Why would you want to live the rest of your life in mystery, uh, miserably? Why don't you just pray and let God orchestrate yourself. Let God direct your path. Let God navigate you. That's what I see about marriage. It's, it's, if this is your first time of getting married or you've been married before or you are going into a marriage or you are in a marriage, sit down. Are you being fulfilled in this relationship? Are you being fulfilled in this marriage? If you're not fulfilled, think about what you're doing that is not right. If this is a covenant with you, you know, the, 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 the only scripture that I always read all the time is Ephesians 5. Let's bring the Bible into this. This is a prayer and fasting program. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22. I love it so much. I know people have read it in different ways. Um, however, they interpret it. The way I read my Bible is I read it and ask God to interpret for me. What I can say about marriage is this. Everything for a good marriage, just read Ephesians 5, 22. chapter 22. I mean, verse 22 to the end. Okay. Read that from and, and and let God interpret it to you. Okay. He says, wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Okay. For the husband is the head of the wife, hmm. as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Savior, the body means the body of Christ. Hmm. Or the body as a couple. That's the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, we subject to Christ. If you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, at least you believe in God. You believe in something. Even if you're a Babala or if you're a Shun worshiper, whatever you worship, you believe there is a God. And that God is who you subject yourself to. 
And when you subject yourself to this true God, this God that we say we subject ourselves to, you will not make mistakes in a lot of things. Because all you see is Christ. So as a couple, you have to see God through your partner. If you don't do God, if you don't see God through your partner, you cannot do any exploit. There's no way you can do exploit. Mm. You have to see God through your partner. Your, your partner has to see God in you, through you, for you to be able to do exploit in your marital uh, situation. So, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Women, you are made as companion for that man. That is the order of God. That is the way God wants it to be. Husband, love your wives. Because, oh, we're fighting about submission. She has to be subjected to me. She has to be submitted to me. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to fight it. If you truly love your wife as Christ loved the church, what did Christ do to the church? He gave his life. I'm not saying go and kill yourself. And do you want me to kill myself because of a wife? No, that is not the point. If you love your partner, if you truly love your partner, you will do everything accordingly. You will do everything right to that partner, for that partner. And you don't have to fight it. You don't have to argue about it. You don't have to stress it. Love automatically brings submission. You automatically submit when you are truly loved. You automatically submit. That's no, because you, you, you don't want, you want peace. Everybody wants peace in their life. So you know that, okay, my husband loves me. He doesn't have to beg you before you cook. He doesn't have to beg you because before you make love. He doesn't have to beg you to respect him. It will flow mm. automatically. It is just the law. It is just the process of how God created us. When things are not right, it means something is wrong somewhere. You either marry to the wrong person or, yes, this is truly your ordained partner but you know along the line we took each other for granted along the line life took over now we do things the way they're not supposed to be done then that's when you sit down and think okay what is wrong with us communication in marriage it is very very important marriage was created by god to be a lifelong and exclusive covenant of love and dedication to each other you know leading to children and family if possible I tell people all the time, if you don't have kids together, you know what God said, go and be fruitful. But if you don't have, must you kill yourself for that? No, you don't have to. In marriage, people's commitment to each other comes out of God's commitment to us. Because you see this as a commitment between God and you, you take it serious. It's a covenant. When you say, I do, you're not going into covenant with that man or woman alone, with God. It is like this. I always like to use this triangle. You know, God on top and both of you right here. If you're going to have anything in your triangle, it should be your children. Mm. No family, nothing. They have to be outside of this triangle. That is how you can have a successful marriage. That is how you can have a beautiful marriage. That is how you can be faithful to each other without you allowing a stranger. When I said stranger, stranger is everybody except for the two of you. 
So when you allow any third party to come in between you, you cannot do exploits. Mm. You cannot do exploits. So husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself to her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by word, that it might present to her to himself, to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. It has to be clean. Love has to be clean. Love has to be clean, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husband ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. When you love somebody as yourself, you will not hurt them. Domestic violence, so this, so and that, oh no, you cannot. I, when, when, when I'm dealing with domestic violence cases, I, I will ask. I mean, women beat their husband too. Really? Men are just. Oh yes, women <laughs> beat their husbands too. Wow. I've seen a lot of that. Wow. It's not only emotionally. I mean, like physical fight, beating husband. Yes. Jesus. And what I ask couple is, can you slap yourself? Mm. No matter how angry you become, can you slap yourself or go hit your head on the wall? The wall. Can wow. you do that? No. If you cannot do that, why would you look at that person that you say you truly love and slap her? Why will you look at that man that you say you truly love and hit her? Wow. Why? If you can't do that to yourself, why would you do it to somebody that you claim that you love? Hmm. Oh, I just got angry. Oh, she provoked me. He frustrated me. We frustrate ourselves too sometimes. We provoke ourselves too sometimes. Would I now go and bang my head on the wall because Busola makes me angry? When you truly love somebody, you think about them before you do anything. You have to do that. And wife, when a husband loves you truly, sincerely loves you, then you have to know that, hey, submission is, is automatic. It doesn't have to beg you. If both of you cannot roll like that, it means something is definitely wrong. So we don't have a long time. Um, I'm just going to quickly rush through it. I'm not even going to go through my notes. So you have to discover who you have first to live a life of purpose. When you know yourself, you choose right. When you know yourself, you will not make a mistake because the moment Taye is showing up, you know you know what, this is not the person for me. We don't even compliment each other. We don't even, that's, we don't even have anything in common. Don't force it. Mm. Don't force it. To do marital exploits, you need God on your side. And you have to always, always, it's like a beautiful garden. You say, I do. Don't relent on I do. It is an everyday hard work. Hard work. I post a lot about my marriage. I post a lot about my husband. Oh, doctor, oh, you are enjoying. The people that know me, maybe you've been in my house or you come here on vacation. You may probably come here one day and not even see anything. But if you live in my house for at least one week, you know, like this woman is very hardworking. Not only hardworking with my business, in my marriage. I do things consciously because I want to sustain this. I want to do exploits. I need peace of mind. So I have to work hard to get that peace of mind. Mm. No, I'm not just enjoying. It's hard work, daily work for me. I have to wake up and make sure I pack my husband's food every day. Even when I'm tired or I don't feel like, I mean, 
I have to do that. I know, okay, if I want this man to stay at home, I have to go cook good, cook good food for him. I have to make him, uh, I have to create an environment of peace for him. If I don't want him to go meet a Mecca or a Chica or somebody outside, the house has to be conducive for him to be able to stay. Absolutely. He, I want him to leave work and be thinking about, oh, I can't wait to, to get home to meet my wife. You don't want to come home and then it's wahala. Why would a husband come home straight? He will go out and have fun with his friend and then having fun with a friend. You see one big girl with one big nice bakasi and it's like, oh, I like that girl. That's how things started. Wow. <laughs> you know, you're not cooking good meal for him or you're not even making that house peaceful for him. He will not come home. He would have had dinner before he comes home. Uh, uh, Ah, I am full. I am tired. I can't even eat. And then you expect him to come and make love to you. Or the wife that has been laboring all day, you did not even say, yeah, let me help you or say something nice. The wife that you just insulted, you want her to come make love to you. No, it's an emotional thing. Hmm. Even if she feels like, if her body feels like, her mind, her emotion, her mentality, her spirituality, you have killed it. Hmm. If she does, if she's just forcing herself to have sex. She's not making love. Mm. And then you begin to do that. It accumulates. And we begin to wonder, what happened to their marriage? Oh, what happened to our marriage? Oh, because you're not, you're not uh, blessing it daily. You're not working hard on it daily. You have to do that. You want marital exploits. You have to always, always do that. You have to be mindful. You have to be very, very mindful. A covenant is a serious thing. Okay? When God promised Abraham, I will bless you, I will do this. Abraham was in that covenant. He was doing everything. Every other thing he was doing, he had to think about, hey, God made this covenant with me. Then I have to stay put in this covenant. I have to do my own part. I will bless you. I will do this. I will do that. Do you know how many places he moved to before he finally settled down to enjoy the blessing of God? So when we have a perfect uh, uh, um, promise, we have to do our own bit to make that promise a fulfillment for us. Otherwise, it's just a, an, empty, an empty promise. You will just be walking tirelessly in your marriage. Ah, it's not listening to me. She's not doing this. She's not doing that. Financial, we fight about everything. If both of you agree, go and read Ephesians 5 because I'm almost time out. Go and read Ephesians okay. chapter 5 from verse 22. Read it. Both of you sit down and communicate with each other and read it and digest it and let it minister to your soul and mind. You know, we bring out a problem. We say, okay, how did we get here? You know, always once a counselor, always a counselor in every way. <laughs> and since this is not preaching, you know, so what do we do? When you know that, okay, this marriage that you taught, this is not the marriage that you're living. Because the topic again is um, discovering your marital exploit. Mm -hmm. How do you discover your marital exploit? How do you get fulfillment from that marital um, situation that you have, from that marriage that you're in? A lot of us are not fulfilled. You know what? It's my job. I talk to people every single day. If 10... Um, 
if I can't say 10 people in a day about marriage, I'm telling you, nine of them are not fulfilled. And you begin to wonder, how did it get to this? You know, some of us grow up with, with um, happy parents. You know, we grow up in good homes with daddy and mommy. You know what? I realize that it's not always because they are happy. Some of them just think, you know what? We need to make this work. I need to make this work. My parents, are, I'm, I'm happy that I grew up with two loving parents. And I mean, I'm the child. I know the secrets in the house. I know everything. But the thing that I learned from them is, in spite of anything, they love each other. In spite of anything, they know they're in this together. You know, we, we used to call my mom Ruth, even though Ruth is her first name. But at the same time, the way she carry her husband on top of her head, eh? Hey, 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 that woman has something else. So my father was a salesman. He, he traveled around the country. Before we know it, we just think, okay, mommy will go and be visiting her husband. Daddy will come home when he's not very busy. Before you know it, my mother will just haul everybody. We're going to that kilo day. You know, we, we, I, I, <laughs> that thing affected me. Hey? Like sitting down now and just thinking about it, like, if not because this woman is just root that carried husband for head, <laughs> all these things that we moved with her would not have been, you know. And you think about, I don't, I, you, you grow up with friends and you forever be friends. It was when I was I, I got to secondary school that I personally said, "Daddy, Emi Olomo, you and your wife can go anywhere, you know." And I love my dad. He just gave me that freedom of using my brain and and voicing out, he wow. gave me that freedom of talk, wow. you know, the yeah. freedom of express yourself. Yeah. You know, people wonder, ah, I use this boat. My father gave me that. He said that I don't take for granted. So I told him, I said, Adi, I'm sorry, I'm not going to Kano again. <laughs> I am staying here. I am going to finish my secondary school education in one place. Whatever you have to do, we have to do. But that was the way of showing love to each other. I never see them disrespect each other. My father, as much as the wife loved her, uh, loved him, he respected her, he loved his It's always about Omodele, Omodele, you understand? So when a man loves you like that, he doesn't have to buy uh, submission. He doesn't have to cry about submission. He doesn't have to beg you to submit to him. It is natural. It is natural. Food is ready at the time that food is supposed to be ready. And then when they're doing, you know, Ashwabi has been in vogue forever, but Ashwabi used to be with, with some sensible um, cultural background. You know, all this Yawole wants to buy something. My dad will pay for his wife first. She doesn't have to beg her, uh, beg him. They're doing, okay, something at the church. Uh, bishop. She, she didn't have to beg. For my father to say, okay, this is your own money. Sometimes he would have paid, and they would say, oh, daddy, it is daddy has paid your own share. Mm. When you love a woman, she will voluntarily love you back. You know what? Women, we love more. We do more. We appreciate more. Mm. We, so when you give her the confidence and the security that I got you all the time and I love you no matter what, you will enjoy your life. You will live in peace. You will be a happy man. People will just see you smiling at work without anything. They wonder, what's wrong with Mr. Taiwan now? Because you're happy. Yeah. Fulfillment in your marital 
life gives you that boldness to go out there and laugh, gives you that boldness to go there and do exploits. Mm. You have clarity about things. You know, I'm always very, very conscious when I'm working with people. It, my my job, I mean, most places that I work, I did not work there as a, as a counselor, but if I'm a supervisor or a team leader or something, I look out for my for my team. When you come in frowning your face, I know I'm going to have a talk with you later. Mm. Because whatever happens at home is going to affect my shift, it's going to affect my job mm. as your boss or as your supervisor or as your team member or as a partner. Whatever is going on at home is going to affect me. It's going to affect productivity. Mm. You know, I, I went to pitch to a company one time. I said, just hire me as a, as a wellness consultant. And the man looked at me like, why do you think we need you? I said, you need me to give you more productivity on this, your job. He said, explain. I said, okay, you don't just want people to come here and break their bones for you making money. You know, when you see accidents at work, maybe a guy that is, that is clouded in his brain because of what happened at home just had an accident on the job. You know how much it's going to cost you to even take him to the clinic or the hospital or pay the insurance. It's coming out of your pocket. But when your staff are well um, balanced in their marital relationship, in their relationships, they come to work happy. Mm. You want them to produce 10 things, they produce 20 or 30 because they have that energy to work more, to work better. They work in harmony. You know, they work with colleagues. They're happy. Everybody's happy mm. on the job. You say, oh, I never thought about it like that. I say, yeah, that's how it is. And I said, you, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? It paused. When you pause for me, I know something is there. <laughs> you know, I may not come because of your own issue, but hey, if you ask me, how, how is your marital exploit, exploit, exploit? How are you in your marriage? I'm beginning to tell you, okay, I start talking. But when you pause, like you have to think about, am I happy or I'm not happy? Mm. It means you're not fulfilled. Wow. Yes. It's as simple as that. If we, we may not believe it, we may not think about it like that. That's it. Mm. If you have to pause and think, somebody asks you, are you happy? Mm. It means something is there that you have to deal with. It means you're not fulfilled. Wow. So why are we not fulfilled? Mm. Covenant marriage is a serious thing. The Hebrew word for covenant is bereaved. Covenant, which connotes a cutting of the flesh. You know, covenant, the way we understand it culturally, is they, they use blood. They use blood. Blood has to flow out, you know? Cutting covenant was so serious that it was inaugurated with blood, but we 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 don't have to go through that blood blood um blood thing. There are other ways to show. Okay, I'm dedicated. I'm committed. You have to be responsible. What you have to be responsible for that person. That person has to be responsible for you. It has to be a teamwork. If you are not teaming in your marriage, you know what? You are not living a covenant marriage. It's a marriage of convenience. It's a marriage of contract. It's a marriage of contract. I laugh sometimes when I hear, how is your financial? Oh, we, we, we share it 50-50. I tell men all the time, sincerely, 
If you are a man, it should be a joy, a thing of joy that you are able to cater for your wife and your children. Sharing bills with a wife 50-50. I'm thinking, is it poverty or you just feel like, eh, let everybody do their own thing. If it's a covenant marriage, you know how much she makes, he knows how much she makes, sit down as a family, okay? This is how much I'm bringing in. This is how much I'm bringing in. Sit down and do your budgeting. It sounds awful. It sounds off. When you say, oh, it's 50-50, it's 50-70. What are you 50-50? What, <laughs> what are you sharing? It is a prayer. It should be your prayer that as a man, wow. you think Otadola will be sharing bills with, her, with his wife? Mm. Or Dangote will be sharing bills. They ask him for, okay, who are better? And he's thinking, how much are you going to leave? You need to pray as a man. Mm for you to be able to take care of your family, either your wife brings in or not. Wow. It should be a thing of joy. You should pray daily, Lord, give me enough to provide for my family. If she brings it, fine. If she doesn't, and women, if you love somebody, even as no matter how rich that man is, you still want to do. You make your own money. You know, you still want to be the one to, oh, let me, I see this. Um, let me buy for my husband. That's how marriage should be. Yeah. A covenant marriage should be sacred. It is. It should be sacred. You have to guard your 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 spouse. Yeah. You have to. I think. I think it was last week or earlier this week or over the weekend. Funke Akindele posted something like, um, "Why would my friend be calling my husband?" And you know, arguments. We argue a lot about a lot. Of, I like that budget aspect. Yes, sit down and do budget. You know how much your husband is bringing, so you will not be demanding Gucci when you know he cannot afford it. Mm, mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how much your husband has. You need a car. You know he can afford a Toyota, and you ask him for an Escalade. Do you want to kill him, or you want him to go and steal? <laughs> but when she knows, oh, I don't want her to know my worth. Your mm. wife should know your worth your husband should know your worth if it's not like that something is wrong somewhere you're not trusting each other if you don't trust each other 100 percent in your marriage there will always be room for suspicious there will always be room for i want to do my own thing i want to guard my own self i want to protect myself your husband's supposed to protect you your wife is supposed to protect you mm. We're supposed to protect each, each other. other yeah. We're supposed to guard each other. I tell people all the time, I'm a minister of God. I do ministers' uh, leadership training all the time. I tell men especially, you travel all, of that, all over the place. Guard yourself. Let your wife know you. So when, when one Jezebel comes from somewhere and say, hey, tell me, if somebody come out now and accuse Baba Deboye of, 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 of yeah. raping or of sexual immorality, I can, I'm not close to them, you know, but I can imagine Mama putting a gilly like this. I'm putting our jar like, you say my husband did what? <laughs> you get my point? Yeah. Your wife, your spouse supposed to be able to defend you. You as a woman, you're supposed to be able to guard your husband, eh? Which friend? When I saw what Funka posted, when I saw what Funka posted, I said, why are people arguing about this? Mm. It's not about you not trusting your man. It's about you guarding your man. Mm. 
Mm. You're supposed to protect him from, okay, whatever. It's not about, oh, he doesn't have discipline or it's not self, um, what? No, righteousness doesn't do this thing. Christians, we make mistakes a lot about about the, 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 the about doing exploits in our marriages. Mm. There are certain things that you need your brain to be at work. When your brain is at work, when you have clarity about certain things, then the Holy Spirit can really, really help you. Then the Holy Spirit can really, really minister to you. Mm. If somebody calls me now from nowhere and say, okay, I catch your husband cheating. I'll say, okay, when it comes to... So he probably would tell me, but so that you know what, baby, I made a mistake. I kissed a girl today. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. I trust him to that point. I I will keep trusting him until he proves to me that hey, don't trust me like that. Hmm. But if he hasn't done anything and you just want to kill yourself for nothing and you expect to do exploit because he works with a lot of women at his job does that mean he's sleeping with them or they have a relationship you need to trust him you need to send him out there like hey i trust you that you will not disappoint god in our marriage hallelujah hmm. that's why it should be because by the time oh doctor i have high blood pressure what is causing your high blood pressure because you still want to read what is on your husband's phone. What are you doing with his phone? Number one, you're suspicious. Mm. Number two, you don't trust him. If you're suspicious of you just have this, inst uh, you, you, it means he probably did something before, but if he has never done anything or she has never done anything, why do you want the devil to just come and sleep on your bed? Wow. Because these are some of the little, little things that will not make people do exploits. Mm. I have high blood pressure. Why won't you have high blood pressure? That man is going to walk. Send him away. Let him know you trust him. Mm. Because for me, I know my husband trusts me. So it's always I'm always conscious of, I don't want to disappoint him. Mm. Because if I disappoint him, I'm disappointing God. I see God through my husband. Mm. And I pray that it remains like that because if it disappoints me, I, my, it's going to shake my faith. It's going to sh shake my trust in knowing that God is law and he keeps his covenant. So if he misbehaves, I'm going to think, huh, can you ever trust anybody? Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's sacred. Keep your marriage sacred. Let people know, you know what? Let them call you names. She's rude. It's okay. Uh, she has cooked a for her husband. They told me I cooked a for for my husband. And I've announced it over and over again. That man will forever eat my four-year-old with that special thing that I put inside of it. <laughs> yes. I told him, I said, hey, you know what? This marriage is a covenant. It is wow. sacred. You cannot go anywhere until I say you have to go. <laughs> I said, so it's only God that can take you away from me. Yeah. So whoever think I cooked a four-year-old for them, go back and tell them, my wife said, you're like, this is it for me. There's no way out. <laughs> because I do my own part daily. Wow. It is not easy. I'm telling you, mm. it is not easy, but I try my best. I pray for strength because I want happiness. And because if anything happens, it will affect my job. It will affect my ministry. Mm. So I'm guarding myself. You should guard your marriage. You should guard your relationship with trust and love. And your partner should be able to say, eh, 
if my wife hear about this, if my husband sees this, we should be able to, to, uh, to, to help each other. If you still love that person, you should be able to love them. You should be able to guard them. You should, you know, a mother hen who always protects our children. Yes. That's the way you should, especially women. You don't know the power that God gives you. You don't know the power that is in your hands. Oh my goodness. You don't know if you want your husband to be dancing for you right now. Say, okay, baby, stand up and be dancing. You must have done the work for him to say, oh, if I can enjoy, you want me to dance? Okay. And be dancing in the midst of people. And they ask him, why are you dancing? Ah, oh, my wife said I should dance for her. And people will be wondering, ah, oh, my show, this man has eaten something. Oh, she has done voodoo. She has done. Let them say that. Wow. But that man that is that is dancing, he knows the peace that he is getting. Okay. He knows it's going to be me and this woman. Hmm. All of you will be gone. I'm still going to go back into my peace. Wow. And I don't want anything to disturb that peace. Hmm. A woman that has not done her homework well will not tell her husband, oh, yeah, do for me. Dance for me. Wow. You do your part. Women... Hey, when you do your home part, when you fulfill your own part of the covenant, people will look at your husband and they will be calling him a rimumu because they expect a man to be macho and stern looking and this and that. And this man that is enjoying peace at home, this man that is enjoying the fruit of his labor, this man that is enjoying this woman loving on him, let him look his momo, let him be. Is you know he will be telling you just leave me. I know what I am doing. A man that wants peace must know what he is doing with this woman. Mm. This woman, will, women, we can put our head on the plate and say, dear, just sit down there and be eaten. But you must have done your own part as the husband for your wife to say, this is my head, just take it. It's mm. a covenant thing. It's rubbing off of each other, protecting each other, protecting each other. A covenant marriage is sacrificial. You need to be able to sacrifice for each other. Hmm. You know your husband is the one that is always paying this, doing that. And hey, business is supposed to pay, but it's not paying until, okay, in two weeks' time. Children has to go back to school. Baby, can I get some money? Oh, I need some more money to add to what I am doing. The wife will not complain because he knows what is a responsible man. Kilo Shele, what happened? You know what? I was expecting some money. The money is not coming. I don't want to disappoint these children. They have to go back to school. She will not complain before she will put that money like, okay, you know what? Rest. Let me just pay it this month. I have enough to pay for their school fees this time. You rest. Hmm. Sacrificial. Hmm. You need to be able to say, okay, I must sacrifice whatever it is for my marriage. You cannot be selfish in a covenant marriage. Me, 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 me. It's okay. I always preach be your own priority, but when you bring selfishness into it, you cannot have peace. Covenant represents total surrender and involves the margin of one's life into another. Busola meets Stephen. We have to imagine each other's life. Total surrender, like, you know what, this is who I am. I tell people in my singles class, don't lie, don't fake. Let him know who you are. Let her know who you are. If he's going to stay, he will stay. 
There's nothing anyone can come and tell my husband now behind me. He will tell you, I know. Oh, do you know she dated Jesus? He will even tell you, oh, that happened in 1991. I mean, truly, we went to a party and somebody said, we were not married at that time. We, were just, we just started dating. Actually, as a matter of fact, he was my friend. I just went to him, with him to that party. And somebody called him outside. Ah, do you know um, she dated so-so person? And my husband said, yes, I know. This person that was asking questions was not even there. He wasn't even there. He was not there or he did not know anything. Maybe somebody saw me on Facebook and said, oh, I used to date her. And my husband said, yeah, they used to, she dated him for three months in 1991. And then came back and said, do you know what that guy said? I said, what? Then we started laughing. People will see you happy and they will just want to bring their own craziness because how can you be the one happy? How can you be happy? You know, you know how people will just look at you like, why is she happy? Why is she always the one happy? Why should she be happy? It's my life. Go and get your own happiness so you can work on your own happiness. Happiness to remain happy, to be happy. You know what? It is hard work. You have to work on it every single day. You have to bring your own best every single day in a relationship, in a marriage. Otherwise, you just take each other for, that's right, be yourself. Yes. Well done, Rantas, for this video of women are watching. I hope they are watching. Sincerely, I hope they are watching. I like to share on Rant HQ when I'm doing stuff like this, you know? I like to share that. I hope you're learning. Yes. It's, Oh, marriage is impossible. You can make it possible for you. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you I'm happy all the time. Sometimes, you know, I'm human. I want to sit down here and be thinking, what am I, what have I got myself into? But I've never regretted my marriage. When the devil cross in, you know, from any angle, from anywhere, you have to be the one to stand up. Women especially, this is for you. I'm not saying the man should, should not play his part. We are the one that owns the house. In the U.S. now, if you call the police that your husband is abusing you, even if he's the one that paid for this house, they will tell him to leave, especially when you have kids. Before you can even go to court, before you can do everything, they will match that man out, like, excuse me, sir, you have to leave the house. And the Nigerian man will be fighting. Hey, I paid for that house. It's my mortgage. So what? <laughs> you are the landlady. You are the man, you, 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 you own the house. So whatever, however you lay your bed is how you will sleep on it. Mm. If you want peace in your home, do everything in your power to bring that peace. You know, somebody called me yesterday. I was really, really tired when she called. I was trying to go for my revival and she called. I said, I'm very busy. In fact, I'm trying to get ready and leave this house. It's my revival. I cannot be late. Not all you need to quickly hear this. Then she told me what was going on. The husband impregnated somebody else. I said, ah, Omashio. I said, well, you know what? She's not going to abort the baby. So she, the baby is going to be part of your life forever. So he has done what he did. We need to sit down and plan what is the way forward. And then he said, hey, doctor, that is what you will say. I said, hey, excuse me. If, my, if somebody calls me now, if my husband comes home, it was the husband that came home and said, hey, I did this. If Stephen comes home now and say, hey, I impregnated somebody. First of all, I would think, 
How in the world did you get the time? Did you leave work and meet somebody at the hotel? Or that would be the first thing because it's too busy to even have time. Then I would think, what did I do wrong? How did I miss it? How did I play in this situation that you went ahead and impregnate somebody else? Mm. I have to know my fault. Oh, you didn't do anything because the husband said, no, you didn't do anything, this and that. Then she told me this scenario. I said, let me talk to the husband, but I cannot talk to him right now. I am busy. This man was the one that woke me today. And my wife, because I said, she wanted to know what I would have done. That's nothing I could do at that point. If it was an affair, I could say, hey, you choose her or you choose me. Now a baby is on the way. That's our baby. Doctor, oh, you will do that. What am I supposed to do? At my age, I'll be fighting over what? It's already done. The deed is already done. Then we need to both sit down and think, what did I go? Where, where did I go wrong? Where did we miss it? What happened? I thought I was doing my best. And if you're not doing your best, you already know, okay, when a man comes in from work, he's tired, he's famished, it is trouble that you would say, welcome. When he hears your welcome, he knows trouble will start. It's not okay. Welcome. I was work today. Um, your food is ready. What do you want to eat? Sometimes I'll call my husband and talk, what do you want to eat? Anything. And I would tell him, I don't have anything on my menu today. You need to decide what do you, <laughs> what do you want to eat? I don't just want to give you what I want to eat. Mm. I can eat a curry roll. Do you want, what do you want? Is what I will cook for you. Because things, I'm very, very conscious. I cook, it will eat anything that I cook. But you just want to think about this person, like, what do you genuinely feel like you want to eat? Then he's thinking, okay, he's asking for my opinion to feed my tummy. It's not because, oh, just cook anything. Shabi is my husband, he will eat. Mm. Little, little things that I pick up in counseling. Mm. Eh, quickly, I'm going to make amends in my own life. That's what I do. Wow. Mm. Because it's a man. You know, okay, at least Ojao now, at least I fed him. Are you feeding him what he wants to eat? Or he's craving something and he doesn't want to make you angry or he doesn't want to say anything. And then Chade brought issue and Dodo to work and he's looking like that. Men are sometimes like babies. Like, oh, Chade, that smells good. They say, oh, God, do you want some? <laughs> and then he tastes Chade's food at work. And he'll be like, ah, Chade, when are you bringing your Dodo and egg again? Okay, you can come to my house. Wow. I don't mind to cook for you. Mm. Are you getting my point? Sure. Now he, she, she's cooking rice, jollof rice tomorrow. I'm saying, okay, let me pack some for her. It may just be a, 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 a it, she may not have any intention of sleeping with your husband or anything. It was just doing a, being a good girl, just mm. a, a, a normal gesture. I'm a very good cook. When I take food to work, first of all, you want to taste my food. I'll ask you, are you married or not? Because if you're single, it's okay. I can feed you. If you tell me you're married, well, you can have a taste, but I'll tell you, if your wife doesn't, oh, this is one man said one day, I'm not even talking about Nigerians. He's, he's a white guy. Wow, this tastes really, really good. I say, yeah, you're a very good cook. I wish my wife can cook like this. You know the next thing? I said, oh, really? Do you know... I can teach her to cook. So you can, I say, yeah, you pay me, I will teach her. Whatever you like to eat, I will even go to, with her to the market. 
I said, this one that you eat in the college jollof rice, I can teach her how to make it. You can do that. I say, yes. So don't come and think, oh, there's one married woman at work that brings food for me. You know, you have to set your boundaries. Mm. Actually, women, we are the weakest link. A man who just have sex with you is gone. You are still emotionally attached to that man. Mm. So I will not give you my food and be bringing food to you as a married man. I will tell you, let your wife call me. I'll teach her or send the recipe to her so she can cook. One time he came. You know, she didn't make it like you did. I said, fine, send her to my home. Or tell her to call me, I'll come to your house to show her. If the recipe didn't work for her, definitely she didn't do it the right way she's supposed to do it. We need to set ourselves up for success. Mm. You need to set your marriage up for success. You need to help your husband. You need to help your wife. You need to help each other. Communicate. Oh, and Dr. Ho, she doesn't satisfy me in food or what? Uh, sex now. You know, Africans, we don't like to talk about sex. Okay, what is she doing that is wrong? Sit her down. You want some spice in your marriage? Tell her, what do you like? What do I like? Tell her what you like. Let her try it. Explore each other's body. That's how God created us. Okay, whatever you don't like, tell her, mm -mm, I don't like it. One woman called me, said, Dr. Oh, ah, Jesus Christ. I ate my, when my husband is sucking my breast. I said, how? Everybody enjoys that. How can you say, oh, he will just bring his teeth like he's eating normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to stand this to my show. This is supposed to be... <laughs> This is supposed to be, we are in church right now. I said like normal. Did you tell your husband you don't like his teeth on your nipples? He said, ah, I did not tell him. I said, okay, next time you are on the field and you're about to answer, you say, baby, you know what? This <laughs> Reverend is still laughing. I'm the only one can, <laughs> that can see you. <laughs> It is true. Let's be honest. I don't like to play church. I like to be real. I like to be real. I said, okay, this is what you would do. You would tell your husband, you know what? I'm not saying don't touch my boobs. I'm not telling you don't touch my breasts. I know you enjoy it, but when you want to suck, suck it, make it a delicate thing. Treat it with, with caution. Don't bring your teeth like you eating meat. This is tender. This is the way I like it. This is the way I want it. I said, if he say, oh, 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 then you know it's never going to learn. Because if you don't tell him, he may not know, and you're angry about something that he doesn't know. I said, try it. I said, I try it as a matter of fact. Don't wait for him. Let you be the one to in initiate sex. Yeah, my husband will say, hey, I'll be. No, call him. Hmm. When does he get home? Call him at work. Ask him for what he likes to eat or cook his favorite meal. Prepare yourself. You know, Esther prepared herself before she went before the king. Mm. Prepare yourself for the king. He's your king. Treat him special. Then he will treat you special. Mm. So when somebody is enticing him out there, he will say, hey, hey, my wife doesn't do it like this. My wife doesn't do it like this. And then let them begin to accuse him. Oh, God, I, I 
think your wife has put something in you. Then you say, yes, I'm enjoying that thing. I'm enjoying the voodoo. She came, call me the following day. He said, hey, doctor, oh, eh, I did, oh. I said, did you like it? He said, yes, for the first time since we've been married for eight years. Mm. Somebody has been suffering for eight years just on a simple thing of my husband is sucking my breast like he's eating meat. Mm. Simple, easy things that we can do together, that we can speak, that we can understand, then you can do exploit. I don't want to take time. Um, I don't want to take time. You know, but I think unless you have questions to throw at me, um, I'm phasing out. I, I'm tired. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. But one thing, one important thing, one important tool in, in, in marriage is communication. Sure. If you can communicate with each other, every problem will be solved. Talk whatever is in your mind. I don't like to go to bed. You know, it was it's a rule in my house before we got married. We cannot go to bed hungry. We told each other. Whatever it is, it must be solved. If you sleep, I will wake you. If it's 3 a.m., I will wake you. If we don't resolve any issue, you cannot sleep. Possible. Because I cannot sleep like that. Mm -hmm. Communicate with each other. Talk to each other about your finance. Oh, you had, oh, he's going out with somebody. Or oh, you suspect him. Tell him. Instead of you dying in pain, in mystery, ask him. Talk to him. It is very, very, very important. Mm -hmm. the, you know, please, that is the first thing, the tools that you must use judiciously. Stay connected by communicating with each other. Wow. Who is this? I'm trying to read a comment here. And knock on, um, what did this person say? Hmm. Anyway, um, I don't want to turn this to my own show because I can go crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> how often do you talk? You have to be, I mean, intimacy, even with, with between friends, between God and man, I tell people all the time, be intimate with God. Mm. You cannot be intimate with somebody if you don't communicate well. Sure. There's no way. That's how you communicate. That's how you get intimate, by communicating. You know the mind of God. God knows your mind. You know the mind of your husband. Your husband knows your mind. That's how you can stay connected and be in connection and then stay in your covenant marriage. Again, that's scripture. Go and read it very well. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5 from 22 to the end. It will give you how a, a marriage should be. You don't have to be a Christian. Um, Bible is written in, in, in languages. Whatever your language is, go get it. Go and read it. Don't say, oh, I don't believe in, I don't go to church. I'm not a Christian. Even if you're a Muslim, just read it. It, it, it resonates with everybody. That's how it should be. When you love somebody dearly with all your heart, you protect them. You 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 protect them. You protect them. You 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 be their guard in all ways. Okay. Um, anyway, so unless you have any questions, I think I've done. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> wow, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Whenever 
Whenever, whenever I listen to your show, to your program, I'm always wow. This woman is, she's something else. I, I, <laughs> I imagine how you, how you balance your, your, your speaking engagement. I mean, your show with your, your ministry. With, my, with me being a pastor, right? <laughs> But yes. I know it's a call. It's a call in any way and it's a ministry. I want to use this opportunity to appreciate you for dishing out all this powerful information and 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 uh, stuff. And I want to please, please, like I, I shared with you one on one that uh, I'll be hosting you on singles and married uh, program uh, shortly because a lot of our audience are asking that, ah, Pastor, why is it that you only talk about business and prayer and preaching? You don't usually bring singles and married uh, uh, people. It is important. We need to, as, as ministers of God, be conscious of that yeah. and do more than just preaching every Sunday. It, is boring um for me i quickly get bored so if you're not doing you know we need to we need to do things that will impact people's lives sure. the everyday living situation we need to address it mm. that's the way i see church that's what church should be jesus he will preach to them he will feed them he will he meets needs every need spiritually physically emotionally mentally that's what a church should be balanced diet Mm. balanced diet wow. thank you for what you're doing sincerely i appreciate you and other ministers of god that are doing this it is not easy before you think about preparing for someone and for me it's all craziness mm. uh how do you uh, my husband was asking me on sunday said he was looking at me and i said what he said well i'm just I said, tell me what is it he looked at me and said you know you're crazy i said i know <laughs> and you are not normal i said i know I said, okay, what did I do now? I said, I'm just wondering how a pastor, <laughs> how, how you can combine being this pastor and prophetess Busola, and now you went back to school to be a naturopathic or whatever you say you are. I said, let me tell you, the ministry, my ministry is a healing ministry. Hmm. As a counselor, you know, people bring their issues, dump it on me. They expect me to help them get solution to it. Mm. Part of that issue is the health, this and that. Some of the things leading to heal it are, oh, I have um, high blood pressure. Why? Because she's depressed. Why? Mm. Because her husband is doing it. I said, as a coach, I'm a life coach and a health coach. So I help you balance your life all the way around. And then I realized all these orthodox medication, they are full of, of, of chemicals. Mm. So I went into my own research. And for me, I like to get knowledge in whatever I am doing. So I went back to school. Call me Yahweh, whatever you want to call me. Mm. Call me Mamalawo, whatever you want to call me. Just God created the herbs and the root and everything. And he said we should dominate them, have dominion. Mm. They are there for us to use. My own is to learn, okay, what works for what? I know putting Zobo, you call it Zobo. I make Zobo into tea now and I sell it. Mm. Because I don't want you cooking and cooking at go. Just drop a tea bag and begin to drink me uh, tea and you get relaxed and you sleep well. Mm. Okay, I know it's all, it's all um, shells of eggs. He said, hey, Jesus Christ, what are you going to do with this again? I said, you see those shells? I'm going to blend it and mix it with something. 
is good for immunity. Say, hey, my wife has turned to something else. You know, it is knowledge. You acquire it. Mm. I know it will be useful for me and for my client. So let me go get it. So how do I manage all this? I don't know. That's why I think I'm not normal like everybody. <laughs> God bless you, man. We appreciate you. Please, uh, viewers, can you just show some love? Just, just, just show some love by... Uh, 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 clicking love and click like and uh, just show some love to this uh, great show woman. Some love, show, show some love, show some love. We appreciate you, appreciate her and I pray that God will continue to strengthen you, bless you Amen. more and also Amen. sustain your marriage in the name of Amen. Jesus. Before we Amen. close, I want us to have a, a word of prayer. I want us to have a word of prayer for every broken home, every home, every marriage that is facing challenges that is that is not happy i want us to lift up our voice wherever we are watching uh, from and Amen. begin to intercede for our home our family our marriage and our also our every marriage that is having challenge right now can we just lift Amen. up our voice and begin to intercede oh, yes, father, father in the name of jesus lord we thank you for this opportunity you almighty lord we worship thank you lord we worship you are the one that created the institution of marriage and you created it for us to have peace. You created it for us to be happy. You created it for us to have relationship. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we pray for every marriages right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you, oh God, will be our God. This is a covenant marriage. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us to keep our covenant. We pray that you will help us to be that person that you created us to be. We pray that our marriages will, will will stand the test of time. We pray that the devil will not bring unhappy into our situations. We pray that the devil will not have any say over our homes. Marriage is a serious commitment. It's a lifelong covenant. Lord, we pray that you will help us daily to be able to fulfill this covenant. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will help us to be able to sustain these marriages in the mighty name of Jesus. If there's any home going through any turbulent time at this yes. time. Lord, I pray I invite you into every home of everyone watching me yes. or that may watch this later yes. that you will come into our situation. You will bring Jesus. peace because you are the king of peace. Yes. You are the Lord of Lord. We pray that you will take dominion over in our homes, that you will take preeminent over our marriages in the Amen. name of Jesus. In every bitterness Jesus. we've said, we rebuke in the name of every hurting spirit. In we pray that you will heal, in you will touch Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We vow Father. to be with one another in, in sickness and in health for better and for worse. Father, we pray for the empowerment. We pray for the strength to be able to keep this. Help us in the name of Jesus. Help every home listening to me to keep our vows, to keep our commitment that we made. Give us wisdom to be able to do this. Give us the grace of all manners to be able to keep this in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We adore you. And we know that you will continue to be the Lord of our homes in Jesus' name. We shut the devil out and every agent of the enemy. We shut them out in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, come with your peace. Come and reign in our homes. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask and I pray. Amen. Amen and amen in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, my God bless you. We appreciate, appreciate you. you having me and thank you everyone for watching. Yes. Please share. You can share. This is something you want to come back to and listen to. That's what I do when I finish a broadcast. One, two days later, I want to sit down. In fact, I'm watching my videos from last year. I'm like, hey, I said that. Hey, I said that because, you know, sometimes I prepare notes. I mean, I said, Minister of God, you prepare something, God, the spirit is just talking, and you don't even know what you're talking about sometimes. So mm, I sure. go back to watch and follow people that will bring value into your lives. Wow. I removed myself from a group today, and somebody said, Ah, Musola, you cannot go. I said, Please, I've been there for like two years. I don't see any value this group is adding to my life. So I took myself out without mm. announcement. Mm. You just noticed because you're my friend. And she said, Oh, I'm there because of you. I said, I am sorry. As far as I'm concerned, if you're not bringing value to my life or if I'm not adding to yours, it's a waste of time. I hate to waste my time. So let me take myself out. I have people that I follow online because I know whatever comes out of them or through them is going to add value to my life. That is mm. what I do. I mean, internet is it's not free. You pay sure. for data. Especially those of you in Nigeria, it's very, very expensive. Very expensive. So if you're going to spend your money, mm. spend it to, nice. to add value to your whole life. Sure. Sincerely, some of the things that we see online are what we're taking home and it's affecting our marriages. Mm. Because she said it, hey, some of these aunties and brothers and pastors, they lie. Oh. Mm. Mm. So be careful, be intimate with God, okay? Mm. Don't let me start another round of talking. <laughs> it is well in Jesus' name. Amen. May God help all of us. Amen. Thank <laughs> you very much. And also all the viewers that I can't mention your name. I can see a lot of people. Uh, Pastor Show, God bless you. Thank you for watching all the way from... Oh, it's Pastor uh, Show there. Thank yes, you for watching. There. I saw also, his broadcast for the first time over the weekend. Wow. Then Pastor Gundele Abimbola, wow, all the way from Australia. We appreciate you. You, Michael Namdebele. Wow, longest time. God, God, God bless you. Also, I want to appreciate um, Damilola Awe Adebayo. He has been following. I don't know, maybe she. Okay, she has been following. Oh yeah, uh, she is. She uh, is. She's my. She's on my team. Wow. She makes sure she. She's present for my broadcast. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> God bless you, man. She has been moderating. We appreciate you, and also Paul. God bless you. We appreciate every one of you and pray that God will say to you now and forever in Jesus' Amen. name. So I see you tomorrow and tomorrow is another program uh, and I will be connecting with you by the grace of God. Same time, I think 9 p.m. West, uh, West African time with another man of God that will be showing us how that we are overdue for great exploits. So we'll be praying like CAC member tomorrow. Do so be <laughs> part of this program and I pray that God will bless you more abundantly. Till I come your way tomorrow, I remain your host, Chaplain Taiwo Balogun, the servant leader of Kalatej World Outreach, a Christian faith-based non-profit organization committed to outreach and empowerment. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. All right, guys. So let's let's settle down some.